tea there. Hello and welcome to episode three of The Average Men. I'm JQ. And I'm Jamie. We are not being joined by Mr Big Bird today because he is up in Manchester working on a massive pitch uh, for some amazing piece of business to do with pensions. I'm sure he's going to rock it and he's going to get the job or he's going to be fired. Yeah, pitch. It does sound a bit apprenticey, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> just discussing this, a pitch to try and win some business. A bit like selling uh, a bacon sandwich to Alan Sugar, no doubt, <laughs> and a, as a defensive as it might be. This bacon sandwich is just not good enough. Mm. Let's, hope, let's hope, basically, he's not pitching to a load of coffin dodgers because it it's a bit <laughs> late to put any money into the coffers. I have to explain why this is uh, episode three. We did record episode two, but due to my technical ineptitude, we managed to uh, screw up the recording. We did a... a um, a mobile phone recording to Ant because he was busy at work uh, and I had the microphone, the uh, phone too close to the microphone so I got the annoying all over it which was uh, very embarrassing. So this is episode three or episode 2A if you want to be pedantic. Um, some other things I wanted to get over was um, we have a website for the podcast which is jqaverageman.wordpress.com uh, if you go on there, we'll, when there's a new episode, I'll post up um, any pictures or links that have come from our inane chit-chat. And there's also a Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash The Average Men. Uh, again, there'll be some other bits and bobs on there, and you can join in on the chit-chat on there and like us as well, which would be nice. And I am also on Twitter at James Quintin, that's Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. Uh, follow me if you want. I've got a magnificent 18 followers. They're all amazing. Um, and I'm trying to get to a 1,000 by Christmas, but it's not going too well at the moment. Right. So what's um, been your friends and family reaction to our first ever podcast? Um, it's quite good, actually. I had a friend of mine who actually left our first and possibly our only review on <laughs> iTunes who said, uh, very good work, lads, uh, can't wait for the next one. Or well, here's the next one. Oh, here is the next one. Um, uh, couple what of was fr- his name? Give him a shout-out. Andrew. Andrew Simmons. Hello, um, Andrew. Good friend of mine who played basketball with. Um, Everyone I spoke to has been pretty positive about it. Um, my dad said he got a bit bored about halfway through, but I think... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he might listen to the end this time. Um so I'll give some shout-outs to Neil. I know you're listening. Uh, Finley, you're listening. Uh, Mark's listening. Um, who else was listening? Well, if you're listening, you're a friend of mine. Say hello. If anyone out there doesn't know me, Jamie, or Nant in the real world, can you let us know? Because what I wanted for this podcast was for at least one person who doesn't know anything about us to listen to it and enjoy it. So if you do listen to it and you enjoy it, please let us know. Write us a nice review on iTunes or uh, come and find me on Twitter or on the Facebook page. Um, that would be great. Or if not, constru- constructive criticism. Or we could just ignore it. Or we could <laughs> just ignore it yeah. <laughs> there is a possibility. Or, or start doing a phoning or something like that. You know. <laughs> no, we won't do any phonies. Well, no, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have the technology. We need proper uh, yeah. Yeah, radio last episode control. was a total washout. Yeah, I'm sure we will get that working soon. So what's been going on this week? I suppose last Thursday, took the day off work. Um, took my little girl, Caitlin, who's three. 
um, to go and have a look at our first preschool. And uh, that was a bit of an eye-opener. Have you not uh, taken her to any preschools before? No, no, not really. Um, first time we've kind of taken her out into the big boy world, <laughs> as it may be. <laughs> um, took her to a preschool to have a look around. And while me and the missus were being shown around, little and went off, played quite happily. Um, all the other kids were basically having their register taken, so they're all sitting so you, around you in the circle. You came back about two hours later. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, all the kids basically sitting around in a big circle. Caitlin went across and started playing with the toys. A few of the kids clocked her and said, uh, as if they were kind of thinking, what the hell are you doing with our toys? <laughs> Which, Stranger danger. <laughs> Stranger danger. Um, so basically by the time they all come bundling over, uh, Caitlin decided to grab all the toys up and go, no, mine. At which point I had to show her, no, you need to share. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was quite at home, um, which is good and looks like, fingers crossed, she might be starting there in September. Good. Um, I, Charlotte's been at preschool for a couple of years now and sometimes I go and pick her up if I'm, if I got the day off of work and, um, at the preschool she's at, you have to sort of walk in and then teachers sort of see you and they say, come on, Charlotte, your dad's here, whatever. And she was a bit late coming out and I poked my head round the door and she's just sort of holding court with all the little kids around her. Like she's, cause she's much taller than everyone else. She's like some sort of queen ordering them around. <laughs> bring me this, bring me that. <laughs> Unlike a woman to order us around there, yeah. is it? So yeah, it was, um, it was Lucy's, uh, my other daughter, Lucy, she was one on Saturday and um, so the whole house is filled with women and then Naomi's mum came around and her cousin Louise and as soon as they got on there they were talking oh doesn't your hair look nice oh what have you done oh this has changed and I'm just sitting there thinking oh god luckily I've been out doing manly things on my car like getting my hands really dirty with oil and all that so I was, I was happy I might have to get myself a, a boy dog to even out the <laughs> testosterone balance in my house yeah there's, there's nothing quite like escaping to the shed or the garage just to make a lot of noise to make a point that I'm here doing manly things yeah <laughs> and me and Jamie have been doing manly things tonight we've been taking up the carpet because Jamie wants to put his tv in another corner of the room so we've been <laughs> <laughs> trying to run a cable around the outside but not having much success yeah. Jamie said can you bring a drill so I can unscrew some screws so I bought a massive electric drill <laughs> but all I needed was a tiny screwdriver yeah well uh, I'm not much of a DIY man I tend to leave that to the maintenance guy who comes around also last the weekend before last I went on my or name is uncle's stag do he's um, 60 odd he's getting remarried again so uh, we went out on this stag do and his grandson he he's i think he's 17 he came out on the stag do as well so he was drinking cokes all night and uh we, we have a having this meal in this pub so we're all having these starters <laughs> and me and him both ordered prawn cocktail so the prawn cocktails arrived uh, he got his first and he started tucking into it and then mine arrived there's a slice of lemon on the side so i've picked up the lemon as you do and just gently squeezed it over the top of the prawns and he's gone is that what you do with that? I've just eaten mine. <laughs> skin and all. <laughs> it wasn't on oh. his plate, so I think he must have eaten the oh, lot. He got for the skin and all quality. I couldn't believe it. That's a bit like when I was a kid. Um, I used to eat prawns, but still in the shells. Oh. So I used to eat the shell as and well. Legs. Yeah, I used to hear me go, oh. and it was um, yeah, it was quite nasty. Um, have you got any um, stag do's that you've been on that have gone crazy or just been fairly? Um, mine have been fairly, I'll say mild. Um, went abroad once to Hamburg. It wasn't quite a stag do, but, um, it was definitely crazy. Um, we basically went to follow my friend's football team, Brentford. 
because um, he's a big Brentford fan, and it turns out we were going to go and watch a team called St Pauli FC, who are a lower German league team, and they are. It was rumoured that they were going to get Paul Gascoigne as their manager. So there's there's the start of the craziness. Yeah. Following on from that, the chairman of St Pauli FC is a transvestite. <laughs> right. Who? How many balls have the team got? <laughs> don't know. But basically. I don't know how, but someone who was organising this trip got in contact with the transvestite who said, yeah, no problems, we'll um, we'll make sure that you're accommodated for, we'll greet you with open arms and we'll uh, you know feed you and give you a drink and everything when you come to the match. We'll treat you like proper guests. It's like, oh, brilliant, <laughs> yeah. fantastic. We'll have some of that. Unfortunately, we booked all the flights and everything. Unfortunately, the game that they were playing got cancelled because of a cup interference in it or something. And then basically, so we went on a mad weekend bender ah. in Hamburg. Um, and Hamburg also has a place called the Reaper Barn, which is a red light district, which is quite nice. Are we going to have to do a radio edit? <laughs> radio edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, we went to... Uh, basically, if you go down to Reaper Barn, you've get, you get pub, strip joint, sex shop, brothel. Pub, strip joint... Set How do you know which one was which? Basically, that's all it was. You, you come in one door, go out the other, come in one door. And after a while, by about the third strip club, you get bored of it because you had so much drink. Um, the, the girls on stage, you know, you go in there, you buy a drink, and then you tip the girls for, for dancing type thing. But they dance on a stage. You don't get your individual one-to-one dances. Basically, the girls would strip right the way down, and then, you know the bra will come off and yay oh, there I am you know <laughs> and then the knickers will come down but as they pull the knickers down they bend over kind of double and squat and kind of run off stage right covering up that bit so we went into the next strip club and I was getting a bit bored of the same old show basically and uh, all the girls come over to us because we were the only ones there and they kind of said oh you where are you from England yes great you buy us drink and buy us champagne and I thought mm, yeah alright that's so a very was, sexy accent they've got. I know <laughs> so at which point I said I'll tell you what love um, you drag me up on stage yeah right. <laughs> and then I'll buy you a drink at which point she said alright then what a mistake that was because as soon as they dragged me up on stage I practically kicked them off <laughs> And stripped down, start bullet naked myself. <laughs> oh no! Which the lads it actually cheered them up a little bit, and we got the beers going. We bought the girls a drink, and it was quite a good laugh. Um, but unfortunately, it was right at the time. I mean, this is going back a good eight, nine years ago. It was right at the time when mobile phones just started coming out ah, with cameras. Ah, okay, and I managed to get a little app for a video camera, <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere. Uh, one of my friends out there buried deep on the uh, internet buried deep on the internet is no a video google search will bring that up <laughs> no, but, yeah nothing will ever bring that from its buried depths <laughs> um, somewhere on the internet is a video of me getting my strip <laughs> kit off and getting stark bollock naked oh, in front of a load of blokes in a strip club which is quite funny do you but, remember when um, what was the manager's name at the co-op that left and we all went into that pub for drinks after work Mr Ferrell was it Mr. Farrell? Or the tall one, Mr. Jones. That's Mr. Jones, but... Yeah. We went to... What was it? The the Dragon. Green Dragon. The Green Dragon in Waltham Abbey, and then everyone was saying, oh, there's going to be a stripper tonight. Oh. There's going to be a stripper tonight. So I was like, ooh. I was, what, 17, 16, maybe? About that, yeah. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be quite exciting. And so I was right at the back of the pub, and, uh, and in walked this woman. 
<sighs> disappointing, wasn't it? <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> it was like, um, I don't know if you remember the Ross Abbott show, but there was a woman on it called Beryl who was absolutely... She was huge, weren't she? Oh, she looked like... Remember that the, the kipper we talked about last time? <laughs> yeah. Before it got unwrapped yeah. from the... Oh, it was... That, that tainted me for life, that She's year. like a cross between Hetty Jakes um, and... Well, I don't know. Loch Ness Monster, basically. <laughs> um, and this stripper... Less humps. Yeah. <laughs> just basically, well, once she pinned him to the chair, there was no escape for the poor sod, was there? No, I was glad I was um, sat back from that. Um, and she well and truly did swamp him with both tits. <laughs> <laughs> and about five chins as well. Yeah, probably quite out of date, I think. <laughs> yeah. But going back to Hamburg, another thing that also happened while we were there... Um, while we went into one of the sex shops, I also had the video camera and my mate's dad came along um, for a laugh and we were looking at all these things and I think he was having a rummage through the DVDs and I managed to see on the floor um, what could only be described as about a foot and a half, <laughs> six inch round, double-ended dildo. <laughs> a small one then. A small <laughs> one. Um, quite a meaty weapon, at which point um, I had the video camera behind it and I was creeping up behind him, jackass style, <laughs> going. Waved it in his face, at which point he went, Oh, what the fuck's that? <laughs> at which it cut. You know what that is. You know what that is. I'll tell you what, if I can find this if I can find this phone, I will try and extract these videos because they are absolutely. You need some forensic tools oh, to get to that. I think I do. No, well and truly uh, <laughs> corroded by now. Was um I know Ant's not here, but Ant's stag do was fairly tame, as far as I remember. It was drunkard. Very, we, very drunkard. We went to Belushi's in Camden, and I remember we kept sending his dad up to get some Viagra from the bar, because that was the name of the um, cocktail. That's the big right. blue cocktail. Yeah, which was like Bowls Blue, WKD, and, and vodka, and quite a few other things in it as well. What else did we do? We ended up going down to the World's End pub. Yeah. I remember very, yeah, I remember getting flaming sambukas, of ah. which point, and th- I, I said, you've got to blow it out and throw it down quick. <laughs> well, Ant didn't quite blow his out, threw it down <laughs> quick, and near enough set light to his chin, his shirt, <laughs> his shoes, and part of the carpet, oh. at which point we just had to kind of do a quick tap dance and <laughs> stamp it all out. Unfortunately, I'd already ordered another round by the time I shot mine back, and Ant was just doused, you know, we were dousing Ant out with it. Um, so another six were already lit on the bar, at which point everyone went, mm, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> So I ended up having to try and get through them myself. That's not when um, Lewis puked on the way home, was it? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. no, it was no doubt it was. Um, but if I remember correctly, we got the night bus back to Wolfen Cross and then walked all the way back from there to the Abbey. At which point, and I think this was going on. This must have been about four, about three o'clock in the morning. Ant's dad looked at his watch and went, "I've got to be up in two and a half hours to go to work, <laughs> <laughs> to go and uh, to go and guard the Johnnies." Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, Ant's dad used to work in a was it a condom factory? It was a condom factory, yes. And they made these little teeny tiny ones that went over your fingers for something, wasn't it? Yeah, I kind of remember, I remember those. Ant- Saying that his dad gave him a load of them, that is some large ones for you, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he had to uh, had to go after Johnny's as a security guard. My own stag do was fairly tame as well, wasn't it? Yeah, we went to oh, what did we do? I remember going to the Top dogs. Golf. Top golf, and then uh, the dogs in the evening. 
which was quite entertaining. And then it just ended up with four of us in Jumping Jacks in Harlow, Whoa. jumping around to some really terrible music. <laughs> oh. And then me and Paul had a little run home. That was fun. Yeah, have you heard this story about the um, World War Two plane found in the desert? Mm, yes, I did read something in the week about it. Everyone's saying, oh, the world is getting smaller and... Um, you can talk to anyone you like at any time you like, but the world is still... As soon as you take away that little veneer of technology, the world is absolutely massive. Um, basically, this pilot in World War Two had to crash land his uh, plane. It was an English guy flying an American plane because he ran out of fuel, I think. But he made a perfect landing, but he made a perfect landing 100 miles from any civilization at all in the middle of the burning desert. And they only found the plane about a month ago. Right. But the plane is in perfect condition because the sun, there's no rain or anything to mm. ruin the plane. It's been a bit weather beaten from the sand. Mm. But they found his parachute had been um, opened out over the top, was like a canopy. So And the radio was taken out and the battery was taken out. And there's no sign of him. So he's obviously crash landed, survived, managed to set up a little camp and then thought, right, I better walk. So imagine in the scorching heat of the desert just trying to walk and try and find some sort of civilization. Sort that. I'm sure loads of people will be seeing um, in a couple of weeks' time loads of these uh, planes flying over Buckingham Palace <coughs> as we celebrate. Is the Red Arrows doing it? Because they're not flying the Olympics. I don't think the Red Arrows exist anymore, do they? Didn't they just get axed a little <laughs> while ago? No, no, no. One of, the pilot, one of the guys died and then one of the other pilots had to leave and do something else. So they're flying in an eight formation or seven. Right. And they're going to do that all year because they've lost one guy and they've right. only got one spare. And didn't a woman get introduced to him? Yeah, I Did think I she's left to go and right. do something else. There was a documentary on them, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, and they were out in America doing um, air shows. I think there was some competition between all of the um, aerobatics teams. Mm-hmm. And when the Red Arrows were flying around, the camera crew were by the Americans, and the Americans were going, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> so we're, we're better than the Americans in that sense. Well, yeah, tend to be on most things, to be honest with you. Yeah. Me and Charlotte had um, been up to town. We went to the uh, Natural History Museum for the day. We went to see all the dinosaurs. She liked the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It was all nice. And then we got on the tube home, changed at Holborn onto the central line. <clears throat> it was a bit busy. It was about four o'clock, so we ran down the steps, jumped on the train. There was two seats waiting for us. Perfect. Me and Charlotte sat down. And before my bum had touched the seat, Charlotte shouted at the top of her voice, <laughs> Daddy, that man has got no hair. <laughs> I'm obviously going, oh, God, what... I was looking at the floor at the time, so I looked up and <laughs> basically it was Duncan Goodhue sitting opposite me. <laughs> like, <laughs> luckily, he sort of smiled and I smiled. Like, yeah, OK, shut up now. Yeah. Um, she didn't nearly point out that Daddy's nearly got no hair. No. <laughs> we was in... Um, in Brighton on Sunday for the mini run and uh, we were sitting on the beach having our lunch and I went to the bin to put our um, rubbish in there and as I was walking back there was these stupid group of teenage girls sort of walking in front of me so I'm sort of walking behind them in a huff because they're in my way and I finally got past them and sat back down and Naomi goes, oh Charlotte just said look at daddy walking with all those girls (laughs) (laughs) Stranger danger (laughs) 
<laughs> from my point of view, all these silly girls are just in my way. And from Naomi's point of view, I'm sort of going, wow, wow, hey, ladies. Terrible. There's a guy that gets on the tube that looks exactly like Ant. Right. Imagine Ant, but slightly taller with a bigger schnozzer. <laughs> but sometimes Ant, we sit opposite him, but Ant doesn't, doesn't seem to notice. And right. um, apparently one day uh, Ant's hairdresser, his local hairdresser, said to Ant, I, n- I nearly punched you in the face the other day. He's like, well, what are you talking about? And he said, apparently he'd seen Ant's doppelganger kissing this other woman on the train platform <laughs> that wasn't Ant's wife. And he was going to go up to him and have a, say, what the hell are you doing? And then he realised it wasn't Ant. Oh, uh, a few times I've been sitting on the train on the way home and then sort of looked up and I thought, oh, it's Ant. And then, but it's, well, no, not. it's not. I've always gone to say hello to him. It's a bit freaky. I've, have you ever met a doppelganger of someone else? Um, no, I've mistaken people for them, but... Uh, I can't quite remember. I mean, you saying you looked up and and, and I saw someone. I thought, oh, um, it was only the other week. I was on the same tube as you. Got on the station beforehand on a packed tube. I'm standing there staring at you for about a good ten minutes. <laughs> Everyone around me must think, what's that nutter staring at that guy for? When you're just clearly just looking into you to, into your phone. Thinking, yeah, I got on the tube. I was happily just about to listen to my podcast, and I just saw someone waving at Cooey. Yeah, I nearly mooned to you across the full <laughs> carriage, but it was too packed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, other pa- well, talking about mooning, um, it, just today I was on the train on the way home. <clears throat> Fairly packed train, nothing too too major. And then I got a whiff. I thought, what, what is that smell? That's, that's not. And someone hasn't just let rip. Someone's someone's let rip and then followed through. <laughs> I, was, I was looking around, looking at all the people thinking, one of you has got poo in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks like they've uh, shat themselves. I, I couldn't work out how it was, but we went a few stops and a few people got off and then the smell went. So obviously someone had... Um, Followed through. ...had a little accident on the tube. Someone's had a pants stain. Some, someone had come out of the tunnel <laughs> too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Naomi was not impressed. She said, that's why I don't go on public transport. <laughs> Someone's shit themselves. <laughs> yeah, sometimes oh. you get on the tube and the the seats are wet, but um, you're never quite sure whether it's rain that's leaked through the windows or someone's actually on, on a pissed themselves. Bright summer's day <coughs> and not rained in a month. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Let's do movie news. Movie news. Um, one film I've just seen is J. Edgar, which is the movie about J. Edgar Hoover, who was the guy who basically found the FBI, or Federal Bureau of Investigation. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio plays J. Edgar, who's a bit estranged. Um, it was rumoured that he'd kept multiple... He, through his career, he'd seen multiple presidents come and go, and basically every single president he had a file on, um, and had some quite disturbing dirt about either the president or the president's wife or um, members of the family on what they kind of got up to um, very very good film directed by Clint Eastwood another very very good film that he's done um, definitely worth looking at um, I think it's either out on DVD now or just about to come out very good uh, the last film I watched was Sherlock Holmes A Game of Shadows uh, it was really good right up until the point at the end where the two protagonists come together and about to fight it out and then the film cut off which uh, don't download illegal films kids because you'll get the end of the film missing um, <clears throat> so I had to re-get it uh, it's very very good um, I was slightly disappointed with 
because I saw Sherlock Holmes, the first one, and then I watched Sherlock, the TV series. And then going back to Sherlock Holmes, the films, I think Sherlock, the TV series, is better than the films. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that, even though the first the first film's better than the second one. Yeah. That's a personal opinion, I think, because the second one goes off kind of around the world. The first one's more kind of uh, London being built up to what we know now, so that's why I think it's a bit more exciting. Um, but, yeah, I kind of do agree with you. Sherlock, the TV series, is a lot, a lot better. Um, strange, because it's definitely not got the budget. It hasn't got the action. It's got the acting, though. The acting's much better, I think, yeah. It's uh, it's very good from that point of view. But, yeah, um, I've got a copy of that if you want it. <laughs> Radio <laughs> edit. Radio edit. The uh, new Skyfall trailer came out today. Um, I was talking to Jamie about it earlier. It looks awesome. Yeah, uh, first bit I saw of it was on my mobile phone, so it was like... Um, and I looked at it and went, what? <laughs> Everyone was raving about it. Um, I later looked at it again this evening and thought, yes, OK, that looks very, very good. Um, you can tell Bond is still mentally disturbed. Retarded? Retarded. <laughs> no, mentally disturbed by things that have happened in... Uh, Casino Royal, Stroke, Quantum of Solace. I'd be um, very mentally disturbed if my girlfriend Eva Green died. But she, did she? She drowned. Oh, oh yeah, she drowned, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, but she drowned to protect her husband, who turned out to be a double agent or something. I can't quite remember now. Yeah, it's the same as the book. I mm. think it was Polish or something, and he was um, under duress, or she was under duress to save him, something like that. That's right. <clears throat> and at the end of uh, Casino Royal, Bond goes and finds him trying to coax another girl along with the, exactly the same story that he was it? spun Eva Green with, wasn't ah. it? Because that's the point where he tells the girl to leave yeah. and then walks in through the door and they nick him, basically. You're nicked. You're nicked, Sonny. Which normally, you know, Bond normally blasts him away. <laughs> um, but yeah, another another good film. Uh, this time directed by um, Sam Mendes. Mm-hmm. What did he do? he done... Uh, did he do American Beauty? He did. Um, right. And a few other films like that. So very uh, beautifully shot films, should we say. Um, this would be very interesting because from the trailer, this looks like a dark film, um, a very, very dark film. So it's kind of getting inside the mind of Bond, of which previous actors it don't look like we've ever been able to get in, in, in anyone's mind. Um, Sean Connery was very stone. Uh, Roger Moore was like the clown of them all and just made <laughs> you know jokes now and again. Timothy Dalton was a bit dark, never could quite get get to grips with him. I thought he was him. quite good. He was good he was in good. Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot Fuzz. Sergeant Dokes or something like that, weren't it, I think? Yeah. Uh, hot Fuzz. My friend uh, Finley went to, what was the Comic-Con thing that was over here recently? Hepazooza, Kazooza, Kazoo. Right, yeah. Something rather. He met Peter Serafinowicz there. Right, I got a picture taken with him, but he was wearing a. Um, Peter Serafinowicz was wearing a Star Trek T-shirt, <laughs> even though he does all the voices in Star Wars. I'm not sure <laughs> if he's trying to rattle anyone's cage with that. Yeah, strange, very strange. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. I think Bond comes out November this year. They normally fall just before Christmas, yeah. don't they? Um, me and Naomi always go to the Odeon in Leicester Square with Theo to go and watch it. We've done in that fact, for the last. Two years, I think, or the last two films, I should yeah, say. Yeah, in fact, we, me and Kel come to the last one, didn't we? On did the, you? Yeah, no, we came to Quantum Solace. I don't remember that. No, we did. Yeah, we came down there. Yeah. Very, oh. very good evening. Oh, there you go, then. Very good.
Very good evening. Uh, yeah. If you want any more movie reviews, my friend Neil has got uh, a movie review website. He kindly informed me today that he had uh, early preview tickets from Sony to go and see Skyfall uh, because he does all the reviews and whatnot. So um, I can't remember what his Twitter name is, but I'll put it on the website for you. And you can get some more followers. Um, me and him were having a little bit of a Twitter follow a wall <laughs> i managed to lose one he gained 25 in one day <laughs> yeah, that's good going there good yeah going. that's that's movie news that's movie news what are you listening to at the moment anything propped up what am i listening to uh listening to chris cornell unplugged which is quite good what sort of stuff's on there um it's all uh, there's a couple of Soundgarden songs which are quite good um and does he write all the Soundgarden stuff I don't know. I think it was more. It was a mixture of him and the um, the guitarist whose name escapes me, and all know exactly who I mean. He's shouting at the radio right now. Isn't he? <laughs> you fools! You ignorant fools! Yeah. See, uh, and, and, and is the all knowledgeable, powerful um, musician amongst us all? Well, he, a musician is a <laughs> not knowledgeable. A strong word. Knowledgeable on history and bands and things like that. Um, I want to say his name is something like Vaz Cattell. Vaz Something like that. I can't remember. Um, but I'm sure it's him and Chris that wrote a lot of it. But um, acoustic uh, album is, is quite good. There's some quite good gems on there. Um, I was hoping the uh, Bond song was going to be on there, but it wasn't, ah, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know if you've done this with Caitlin yet, but Charlotte's just starting to get into music now. We had uh, a long drive down to Gloucester. We went for that um, stag do mm-hmm. and for some reason my radio gone funny so i had to tune it to radio one to get the clock to come back to life on the front of the radio um because that's the only radio station that will tune a clock and it was playing the usual radio one sort of dance crap and charlotte said daddy this is rubbish please turn it over i was like fine all i had in the car was a mini disc because i've got an old uh, mini disc head unit in my mini I haven't changed it for years <laughs> I haven't upgraded um, so I found this mini disc that I made probably in 2002 so you can imagine the type of music that was on there so I whacked it in there and there's stuff like Limp Biscuit and Chili Peppers and Beck and Presidents of the United States of America and she was listening to all she was liking it there's a couple of Nirvana tracks as well and then Jimi Hendrix Foxy Lady came on so me and Charlotte are sort of singing along to it now and every time we get in the car, she keeps saying, Daddy, I want to listen to Foxy Lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless her. So I'm glad she's got a, a fairly good taste in music already, rather than just anything. She likes um, them Crooked Vultures as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it's because when I play it on the telly, it's got the album cover and it's sort of very red with that sort of vultury headband, yeah. or whether it's the actual music or not. Yeah. Does Caitlin get into anything like that? Um, she knows the difference between my music and Kel's music because when Kel's music comes on the radio, it's like let's have a boogie. So she's there dancing around in a in a seat. Um, and whenever Daddy's music comes on, she tends to run off and get her toy guitar and stand there <laughs> and, and stomp her feet and and kind of shake her head up and down type things. So she knows the difference between the music. Unfortunately, what tends to happen is when I get in the car, I normally have the stereo blasting. At which point she holds her ears and goes, turn it down. <laughs> and then, you know, it's then turn it up, turn it down, turn it up. And But yeah, she's getting into into kinds of music. I don't know whether or not she's going to sway more my music or Kel's music. I don't know. But What sort of music is Kelly like? 
Kells into kind of R and B type music and Ugh. I know. Yeah. Ugh. Ultimate dance and that oh, kind of stuff. No, and, terrible. Yeah, I know. I but can't stand it. I don't know if this is true for you, but I find my music taste has, has been locked from nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and two and I don't like anything that's been made before or since. Yeah, unfortunately I'm I'm pretty much of that ilk if if I if my entire music collection or if I had an iPod my playlist would be pretty much made up of around about the similar kind of era. Um, I think I'm more kind of American rock. Yeah. Um, whereas I think there's a few kind of British bands that you kind of like that come up through that period, though, and they're like, um, trying to think, what's the name of that band? That you, you went and saw a band at the Albert Hall, didn't you? Called Reef. Reef. That's it. Yeah, they 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 disappeared, um, and then they did come back for a while. But it was terrible. Yeah, and uh, I hate that. I hate that when a, uh, you really, really like a band, and then they come back with a second second album, or come back a few years later, and they are utter shite, um, which is a big, big shame. But then you normally find that with quite a few bands, you'll get a really fantastically good first album, and then after that, it kind of all kind of goes downhill. Yeah, because um, I used to think that my dad's taste in music was a bit rubbish. He he loves. Um, Rod Stewart and Small Faces and all that sort of stuff but of course that's what he was listening to when he was younger Correct. so Charlotte's going to listen to my music and go Dad what a load of Nirvana what a load of rubbish Beastie yeah. Boys Ugh. but you actually find that if you if you do take the time out and sit down and listen to what your dad used to listen to it's like my dad is into ZZ Top uh, Tom Petty Fleetwood Mac um, Eric Clapton that kind of stuff I've got a lot of time Stevie Winwood's another one. I've got a lot of time for that kind of music, and every now and again, like I ask him for a, a copy of a CD or something, to sit down and actually listen to it. And and after a while, like if you if you pick up a few of the greatest hits of these these artists, they are absolutely fantastic. One of them, Fleetwood Mac, is absolutely fantastic. See, someone that I found that was surprising was Have you ever listened to any of Slade stuff? Mm, yeah, my sister. Funny enough, my sister was a real big fan of them when she was a kid. Slide, she'd go sister? mad. Well, she was my, my sister's 41, um, but she was into him when she was about I'll, I'll presume about five when right. they first kind of came out and onto yeah. the scene. So, but she used to go mad because these were you know how Slipknot dress up now. You can see <laughs> you compare Slipknot to Slade, well, because they are so out there, right? Yeah, whereas back then. It was kind of normal to wear these things, right? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you had Ziggy Stardust come along, where people went, is it male? Is it female? What is it? <laughs> I don't think they had that problem with Noddy Holder. <laughs> and then Slade come on and went, is it a Womble? Is it something <laughs> off a rainbow? What is it? Yeah? Um, and it's it's so, so out there. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people kind of had appeal with. First of all, was the look. Um, and possibly it was that's a bit crazy, wasn't it? That's where possibly the pop influence kind of comes in. I, you know, if you don't look the part, then you're not gonna, you're not gonna be the part. Yeah, I hate um, to think what people think of us when we were on stage. Nothing at all. <laughs> I was probably sheer boredom. <laughs> look into the bottom of their pint and think, I'm gonna buy another pint, <laughs> or I'm gonna move on to the next venue. I think. Oh dear. Um, or throw the pint glass. <laughs> <laughs> of which that chicken wire does come in handy every now and again in the venues we play at. Uh, for all you music fans out there, uh, me and Jamie are in a band called The Vel Rides. Um, we have got Facebook, haven't we? 
I think it's facebook.com for us. That's the Vell Rides. Yeah. I'll put a, a link on the website. But we have got a new singer in, John, and we're rehearsing on Wednesday. So hopefully we'll be gigging soon. And then we'll let you know when it's on. And then hopefully you can come and see it. It'll be amazing. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. Um, John's pretty good singer. Shown a lot of potential. Um Got the possibility to be the best. <laughs> which which I've been saying that about you for years. It never <laughs> happened. <laughs> I'll never be the best. Um, which reminds me of Tenacious D's new song, To Be the Best, You Gotta Be the Best. Have you listened to the album? Uh, not yet, no. Ant, Ant said he's got it and it's only half an hour long. That doesn't surprise me. With a bit of talking in between. He says it's good. Yeah. Um, I'll have to... Um, I got, I got legally feel- purchase a copy. Yeah, I've got a listen. feeling I'm going to be deeply disappointed yet again. Yeah. <laughs> I did drive through um, Brixton yesterday. Drive through? Very way, quickly. Very quickly on the way down to um, Crystal Palace for the mini run. And uh, it reminds me of, of the bands we've seen in um, Brixton Academy. Brixton Academy. It's now called something else, isn't it? It's the O2, it's the O2 Academy, Academy, I think. They keep changing their names, don't they? Yeah. Whatever sponsor comes along. But yeah, that is a very, very good venue. Just unfortunately, it's not in a very, very good place. No. I think um, we saw what was. Um, uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age. That very very loud. That's the first gig I've actually got bored halfway through because they play for what two and a half hours. Yeah, I must admit I got a little bit bored of that. Um, I think it's unfortunately that I only know one of their albums. Um, one good one, yeah. One good one. Is it the um, red one or the blue one? Or the red one. The red one, but there's pitchfork on it. Yeah, it starts off on the. Uh, the it's the radio. People keep coming in and there right, introducing yeah, yeah. the songs and stuff. Um, very good album. But then I didn't realise that they actually had two lead singers. <laughs> so it was like, that was a bit different. Yeah. I only know him as Josh Home, um, not the other guy that come in as well. Um, yeah, they were, they were very, very good. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean, get quite easily bored at two and a half hours. But I remember once, I don't know if you were with us or whether it was just me and Ant or someone else, I remember walking out of um, Brixton Station and you normally get hit by the tickets out saying, want tickets for this, want tickets for that. Yeah. And there was a guy standing there um, a big, black, muscly man, bald head, looked a bit like... Um, Ving Rhames? No, looks a bit like... Uh, who's the suck on my chocolate salty balls guy? <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. Looks a bit like him because he had the, the dark sunglasses on, bald head, quite solidly built, and he basically had about an eight-foot python hanging around his neck. <laughs> He had no, we're talking about real yeah, python. Real python, no shoes on, right? <laughs> python ate his shoes. But me and Ant kind of stopped, looked as if to say, holy shit, but the whole world went on around him as though nothing <laughs> was going on. Or it was totally normal, at which point I was like, I think we'd better move quick. <laughs> the python's going to eat us. Before the python tries to sell us some tickets. <laughs> you want to buy some tickets? <laughs> My dad was saying that they're opening up some uh, McDonald's restaurants with a waitress service. Have you heard of this? Oh, my God. Can you imagine getting a waitress service in a McDonald's? Well, if, yeah, you say that, waitress service, if you order something that you know blatantly isn't sitting there or yeah. been sitting there for, I see their markers and I only presume they're hours, like one, two, <laughs> three, four. Your burger would be ready in one hour. Yeah, or possibly days. No, it's been sitting there resting, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Fermenting. Fermenting, and, and, you know, after a couple of days, it'll get back up and walk off, be reincarnated. Um, if you order something like that, they say, oh, go and sit down and we'll deliver it to you. 
So you know at least it's fresh. A hot grill thingy. Yeah. It's not fresh. Well, it's, it's not. not it's out of the microwave, basically. They picked it up off the floor. They picked it up off the floor or, or just released it from an armpit. Oh, <laughs> great. Um, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Does that mean they're going to charge more for shite that it is? Produce it on a plate, maybe. You can imagine a Big Mac on a... Have you ever seen a Big Mac on a plate? I'd... I'd I'd Would be, something like your mum ever do that? I'd be amazed. No, I'd be amazed that if it could actually stand on a plate, <laughs> to be honest, and actually look anything like the pictures that are hold hold up on the marketing campaign. Recently, just been watching the football. Um, West Ham got promoted to the Premiership, so I've got a lot of happy friends at work. Um, and unfortunately, for me being a Spurs supporter, um, Chelsea won the Champions League, which therefore means. Tottenham won't be playing the Champions League next season, but Chelsea will because they're the automatic winners of it. So, last Saturday night, I'm a Spurs fan, which is an English club, backing a German team who Chelsea were playing in the Champions League to beat them with a Jewish ancestry, which I think is... You've bit... got a Jewish ancestry? No, Tottenham have got a Jewish oh, ancestry. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if I've got a Jewish ancestry <laughs> somewhere along my line. I've got a big... Jamie King Oter of it. As it is. Um, so yeah, I was kind of trying to support or all Tottenham supporters are supposedly supporting a German club. But I did see something that was quite amusing afterwards and it showed you a picture of Chelsea with the cup and saying to Tottenham, two Tottenham fans, hope you can pick up Channel 5 because that's where you can watch your team in Europe next season. <laughs> in, in the crappy Europa League that it is. Um, Manchester City won something, didn't they? Manchester City won the title on the last game of the season, which was a week ago Saturday, um, which was a, as far as football goes, because um, you can't see live football in this country unless you're watching certain channels, I stuck it on Sky Sports News and you get the update of the commentators watching the football but telling you back the score lines and everything. Yeah, And basically it went that... Uh, Man City scored first against QPR. QPR then equalised, which then meant that Man United, who had scored a couple of minutes later, were going to become the champions if they won. Right. And that the draw with QPR stayed. Man City would come second. Yeah. QPR went and scored again. Right. Which also secured QPR's uh, place within the Premiership because they were fighting for relegation. Right. Okay, because... Uh, Stoke and oh god, who were the other team? Stoke and no, it's gone. <laughs> Whoever the other team were battling out of relegation with QPR were losing at the time, so QPR were going to be up. And then they drew, and then within the dying minutes of the QPR game, Manchester went and equalised, which still didn't make them champions. But then they went and scored in extra injury time. So, to be honest with you, within about the last five minutes, everything just flips upon its head. That sounds a bit mental. QPR stayed up. Man City became champions. Man United weren't champions. Uh, Tottenham ended up fourth because Arsenal won, even though Arsenal were losing halfway through the game. And I thought, oh, great, we can nick third. Guaranteed Champions League no matter what happens in the Chelsea match. And this all passed me by because I don't like football. Because you don't like football. But my cousin Chris is uh, probably the biggest Manchester City supporter you'll ever find, right. even though he lives in Bedfordshire. <laughs> or Buckinghamshire, as I say. That's um, surprising. So I, I haven't spoken to him or, I found out what his is probably still running around going, Yeah See if you'd have told me as a man U fan that lived outside of Manchester, I would have been not surprised. 
but a Man City fan living I outside. I honestly of don't know why he supports Man City. I don't know what the connection is. But I think I think one year when the manager got sacked, he actually applied for the manager's job because he's that much of a fan. How old is he? <laughs> oh, mid forties. Mid forties. I'm trying to think. I'm being look. kind. He might be fifty. He, he might be. Um, because the last time they actually won the Premiership was forty odd years ago. So if he is older than what you say he is, then he could have might he might have seen that when he was growing yeah, up. Maybe. So that might have been what pulled or him into it. Maybe his dad supported him. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Influence tends to come to family. So. Right. That's it for episode three of the Average Men. I've been JQ and I'm Jamie. Uh, don't forget, if you want to check out our website, which is jqaverageman.wordpress.com, and we're on Facebook, so which is facebook.com forward slash theaveragemen. Uh, please like us and pass it on. And also, I'm on Twitter, at James Quinton, Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. Uh, please be my follower, because I've only got 18, and I need a few more. I'll be your dog. <laughs> <laughs>